0: Welcome to This Week in Teams. Our October what is October updates issue? What is it?
1: What happened in October? It's this month in Teams. <laughs> this month. Let's go! Welcome to This Month in Teams, where this week in Teams does a monthly review of everything that was announced last month. That's a mouthful.
0: Yeah. Ah. So uh the community, uh, the Teams people, whoever they are, uh put on a blog post for the team's October update. So that's
1: what we're gonna kinda of recap. As usual, we're gonna cover not everything, but most of the things that are relevant to you as an end user, uh, and uh, some of the things that we think are pretty cool. If you wanna see the whole list, check the link in the YouTube description or on our on our blog. Uh, otherwise, Craig, why don't we jump into it? Hey, we're if gonna... they're
0: clicking on something, they could subscribe to our, uh, our channel, right?
1: I could mean... use some subscribers. <laughs> We, i I'm, I'm always happy to have a new subscriber or an existing subscriber or just any subscriber now we sound desperate
0: we are but uh, we never mentioned clicking on it in any of our other <laughs> our other episodes so I thought we'd get it in early
1: all right all right all right let's get started so uh I Craig and I were talking this morning and and i, I realized that if i focus on government uh I probably should actually focus on on government, and so while we're going to cover everything, we're going to start today's episode by talking about the updates for Microsoft Teams uh, in government, rather than the updates in commercial, and making you wait until the end when we go. Oh yeah, that too. Um, so so there's actually a lot. Edition
0: this month. Edition of this month and this week in Teams. What what? So we're going to call it the government friendly edition.
1: Sure. Um, so there's actually a lot going on in the government space this month. Uh, very excited to see all of the new releases across GCC, GCC High, and the DoD. Um, and uh, Craig, if you look at this list, was there anything that was really exciting for, for you? Um, you yeah, the-
0: I guess that they're actually getting stuff, right? <laughs> it's It's every time I talk to a government customer, they're like, yeah, it's all well and good, but what are we getting it? So um, presenter mode in desktop for window sharing and window sharing um, is pretty cool. So just that ability to present PowerPoints in teams and look like you're in it, or you can do a couple different ways, right? You can do it as the caster ways, I believe, um, or, or a side window. There's so that I thought was pretty cool. Um, I know a lot of the group or big meeting people like the together mode in commercial so that we can have everybody all look look like we're in a classroom or something like that and take a big picture at the end.
1: (laughs) Right. So So I was, so I was skeptical of this when it came out. I do think it's kind of neat, but it really made me curious if people were actually using it. Do you actually, do any of your customers utilize it?
0: I do not know um, like utilize it. I know if you're teaching a class, like if you're sometimes to have that kind of discussion. Um, I've seen that used so like not in a regular, regular meeting. But if we're having, you know, um, monthly types of updates where there's a lot of people, it's become trendy to put it on together mode, take the picture of everybody there and then use that as a cover photo kind of of when you post the notes. Right. So I've seen that a lot, is the biggest use I've seen
1: done. Okay. Well, I'm curious if any of our government customers are excited about this, or frankly, if any of our customers, our, our customer, none of you are customers, our government listeners, or frankly, if any of our, our commercial listeners use utilize this on a regular basis, uh, this and the, pre- and the presenter mode that Craig was talking about are both available, GCC, GCCI, and DOD this month. Uh, so that's really exciting. So I had mentioned
0: something like that, that. I can't remember if it was to you or just on a call um, in general. And some of the stuff that we just, just talked about, it's big in the EDU space. So sure. um, that is where it becomes important because they like to be able to see the interactions with all the students. So that was why, I, you know, the 47 or the 49, 7x7 window was, was really important to the EDU space. Um and for more for community people or community calls, right? So um, it's nice to see the government's getting that. Whether or not they want to take advantage of it, they they still can feel like they're it's there for them, right?
1: It does make me wonder if uh, – so my wife, I've talked about it before. She's an English teacher. And while they're in person now, it makes me wonder if towards the end of last school year if they were using together mode at all. Um, I, I, I'm definitely curious. Oh, well, anyway. Um, Go ahead. The for- other th-
0: guest, it's uh, the on-the-spot guest talk. No, <laughs> just kidding.
1: The the other thing that was really interesting to me is, again, in GCC, GCC High, and DOD across the board is the present from PowerPoint to Teams. I've only used this once since it came out on, our, on, on the commercial side, um, but it's actually really cool. Uh, you just need to make sure that if you're doing it and you don't want people to click ahead in your slides that you're turning off the capability for people to look at the slides ahead of time. Um, but I do like that it allows you to present. If you've ever shared a PowerPoint deck on a Teams meeting, um, generally what you do is you share your, you you open the present the presentation, and then you share the present the window that the presentation is in. Um, okay. Which means if you have one screen, you don't see your Teams meeting, you don't see mm-hmm. your your notes that are potentially in the thing, you don't see what your next slide is. Um, if you have three screens like i do it's 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 easier but but I actually really like because it pushes the whole thing with notes view or presenter view into yep. the team's meeting while everyone else is seeing the production side of it you're seeing the notes side plus the chat plus the preview of of the meeting itself it's it's i i think it's great i love that they've done that integration
0: yeah and now i I've heard too, um, and I should know this for a fact, but I just heard this yesterday and again, that that actually takes less streaming. So you don't have to, if you don't have your camera on, um, okay. it can take less bandwidth to the users. So neat. Yeah. So, okay. You know, if they're having problems with bandwidth, then that could be, you know, for your users that can be, be helpful.
1: Yep. Yep. Now, this uh, is a this is a feature I was excited about purely because if I'm reading this correctly, it's coming out in both the commercial. It either came out in commercial last month or it's coming out in commercial this month alongside government, which is the the new assignment uh, experience in uh, for the modal window and breakout rooms. Was that last month or this month? I can't remember. I believe it was last month commercial. And, OK, and it's, so it's coming government, too. So, so, so we're only thirty days off, which is which is pretty spectacular for the government side. Um, and and if you haven't you if you're using breakout rooms, this is a big deal because it, it makes it just easier to do that. On the commercial side this month, they are releasing breakout room pre-meeting creation. So for people who were invited to the meeting, you can actually preset your breakout rooms so you don't have to stumble during your presentation. Uh, that's a pretty cool thing. Um, yeah, that's huge too. I imagine that's going to come quickly to the government side considering how quickly the modal the modal window came. Um but yeah. Uh okay, what else Craig? Um
0: attendee reports are actually pretty cool. So that was, you know, something that we got a lot of requests for. Hey, how do I see who actually attended the meeting after the meeting's over? I don't want to go back and look through the through the the notes or the the side chat and have to figure it out. So to be able to download who is in it um that can be helpful if you have large meetings and you just want to make sure who was there and, and check that out so that's coming to gcc um team webinar capabilities are, are GCC, nice yep. so um that that kind of function to be able to have the webinar right in teams without having to to do a full teams live event is, is pretty cool
1: yeah, the Teams webinar, and just for everyone's awareness, the Teams webinar experience, I think it goes up to a thousand people and then it kicks it over to a live event, yeah. right? There you go. So
0: uh, and then guest access, you want to talk about guest access?
1: Yeah, this was interesting. So, the way you read the article, it talks about guest access support on mobile for DoD. And then it talks about guest access support on mobile for GCC High. And then it says guest access, now, Teams now supports guest access between tenants inside the GCC High Cloud. So it's like a little bit backwards in the way they wrote it. Yes. Uh, but the long story short is there is now same cloud guest access for GCC High, which means those of you in the DIB, the Defense Industrial Base. Um, or organizations um, like um, uh, law enforcement, um, who are in GCC high, you now have uh, GCC high to GCC high guest access, which is really good. Same thing on the DoD side, you now have DoD to DoD uh, access. So something that, uh, you know, uh, you we heard a lot at the, the conference this week, I was at the Uh, TechNet Cyber Conference for DISA. Something we heard a lot is they're really looking forward to being able to share guests from, for example, Army to Air Force. Right. And so, this, the guest access capability is really great for allowing that. Entering, bringing people in like this means no additional license cost, and it means you can control what they can have access to and report on. So, very good. This has been in commercial forever um they're gonna be a there's gonna be a big learning curve on this because it's going to mean you have to understand when i bring a guest in what can they see how do i control what they see stuff like that um and and yeah. you know reach out to me on on the twitter right here uh because uh i talk about this all the time but some on really good stuff there on the twits right there on the
0: twitter <laughs> there, right there. yeah too bad nobody wrote a blog post about anything about guest access or anything like that either jay maybe you could put a link to your blog post on that that's a great
1: reminder for when we write the blog here, we'll, we'll link to that, thank you.
0: Um, and then the other thing I saw was the enhanced sharing experience in Teams, which I didn't really think was, so You know, out of touch with commercial and government, I would have thought that that would have already been out, but the ability to, when you go to share content, a little bit better experience on doing that. So um, allows you to share your screen or to um, share the actual, share the actual program you're looking whether that be powerpoint excel uh, makes that a little bit easier and then i think it suggests some of the things that you've been working on recently as being able to to do that so yeah um, a little bit more options than what previously was there and a little bit better organized to make sense to the user
1: I'll, I'll do one more that i thought was really interesting um is the prompt when you set a meeting with large number of people Uh, It auto-prompts you now, or it will auto-prompt you as soon as it rolls out in your tenant, but I think this means it is. Uh, It'll auto-prompt you across all three, GCC, GCC High, and DoD, to set your meeting options, Um, which I think is really smart. It might be annoying for someone who creates lots of meetings, but especially if you're just setting a meeting and it's not something you do all the time, that reminder to check what are the settings of this meeting, you know, uh, from... um, from who can share who are presenters to um, what's the the experience for guests, et cetera, coming into a meeting, I think that's really smart.
0: I will tell you the one that I was on was a huge meeting recently, internal, and somebody left the announce when somebody comes in. Oh, God. oh God, it was like ping, ping, ping. And
1: it, it was, this person has entered the meeting.
0: Uh, yeah, and they... There were people who dropped just because they got tired of, of it until yeah. they figured out how to change the setting. So
1: Yeah. So as you can see, there was a lot on the government side. There's something about live transcripts for unscheduled meetings, which I, I can't believe that wasn't there already, and Teams device management in the DoD. Definitely click through and, and check it out. But this is the most government drops in one month that I've seen. And while some of them seem small, I think it's a lot of improvement for user experience and like I said, I'm really excited to see how close that breakout meeting uh, yes. experience change was to what we saw in commercial. They're getting better at better at getting these uh, uh, m- more in sync with commercial. Um, it's really exciting. Yeah,
0: it was it was interesting because when I was reading through the the blog, I'm like, oh,
1: Jay's going to be excited,
0: and then you're like, so I talk to you, and you're like, can we move this up to be the first thing? And I'm like, yes, Jay, we can. Yeah. Um, so what actually, let's just bounce out of there in a meeting of webinars, the all new whiteboard experience in Teams looks like it's going to be pretty cool. So um, previously, whiteboard is a pretty cool product in and of itself. But if you tried to use it in Teams, it was lackluster. Like you just had a few options with it. And right. It really was, yeah, like disappointing when you knew what whiteboard could do. So they're they're bringing that into Teams and a lot more ability, a lot more pens, a lot more organization um, that, that looked really cool. So.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that's really cool. Um, the, the whiteboard experience and, and I know (laughs) I was just prepping for the M365 government community call last week and, and our government, uh, facilitator, who's always on the call, um, Jeremy Wood was complaining that it's not in GCC high or in GCC yet. Um, but the new whiteboard experience is actually very impressive. And, um, I don't think enough people have have adopted the idea of whiteboarding during a meeting and and frankly it's because it's clunky to whiteboard with a mouse. but if yes. you have a touch screen um it, it's it's just a small version of a whiteboard so it's actually really it's a cool capability. Uh, I, I I hope that starts to take more tra- or gain more traction.
0: Well, I think so even if I was, good
1: at it i
0: would be as a, as a user hesitant to use it right because there's i mean you're there's always things that you think can go wrong in a meeting especially if you're a presenter it is if you got it like you have to know who you're talking to i think to be able to to do that so like it has to be a for me a tight team it wouldn't be something i would either have to have practiced my a lot on it um before i would want to do it to people i didn't know like right or weren't because let's face it sometimes people can be brutal on calls and you know when presentations <laughs> aren't going right or your PowerPoint slide deck gets stuck sure uh, sometimes they're like you know what are you doing can't you can't you do it faster I'm like patience you know we've all been there not everybody I, I, not every I, meeting I, runs <laughs> as well as we would like
1: That's fair. Unfortunately, not everybody's as professional as you'd like them to be in a professional setting. I I will say that uh, I've now seen in two of our webinars at Avpoint, we've used a whiteboard as part of the webinar. Um, uh, I did it with, well, I didn't do it. In a webinar I ran uh, last year, um, our chief records officer did did it to showcase what records management looks like and how to modernize it. And it was a really cool experience. Rather than looking at a slide, you're literally looking at her drawing this out. Um, so in the right scenarios, I think it's got a lot of value. Um, I, I We mentioned live transcripts and unscheduled meetings up above. I didn't realize that was just coming out in commercial too. So there you go. And uh, 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 co- Ugh, Why are my words not working this morning? Uh, a a time drop between commercial and the government clouds very exciting yeah for unscheduled meetings and channel options too so um yep
0: so that's pretty cool i yeah i didn't realize that they weren't there but i can understand why that well just live transcripts actually just
1: dropped like last
0: month right for or that's only been a couple months
1: in well the live the live transcripts dropped automatically starting last month i think oh yeah that's right Yep which which is great. If you hit record on a meeting, it automatically starts your transcript, which is awesome, except for a meeting that I did sometime last month for the uh, for Buzzkill. We, we hit record and the transcript didn't start. And I was very confused as to why. But anyway, that's a conversation for another day, I suppose.
0: And then as we talked uh, breakout room, so that's more improvements there, being able to auto assign, um, do your your room creation before the meeting because that is very helpful um especially if you're you're doing a large one you know a large a large meeting or a large training exercise webinar and you want people to break out um to be able to pre-assign those makes it a lot easier um to be yep. prepared for it uh and then managing a little bit more managing capabilities are coming out so giving um uh, giving the management for breakout rooms to the presenters not just the person who organized it. So um, you can you can actually have people help you do it. So right, before right. When you were doing the meeting, if you, you had to organize it, you had to do all that. Now a little bit more delegation, um, similar to, I'm gonna go off the, the live meetings if you played with that, but kind of similar to how other people could do. No, i uh, talking. Yeah, I'm talking similar to how other people could do the question and answer. So. Yeah. Sorry. Team effort for these you can make some pretty cool meetings.
1: Yeah. No, I needed to close the window. Someone's outside with a leaf blower in the rain. I don't understand that at all. Um it's fall. So- <laughs> There's <each other. laughs> must clean the leaves. It's <laughs> raining. My brother texted I
0: don't me don't yesterday. Care. Who are these people that like fall? It's been rainy and windy for
1: 4 days
0: and and leaves everywhere. <laughs> so- I
1: love the fall. The fall is awesome. But, but the rain has been terrible this week. Um, one thing, we talked about presenter mode above uh, in the government section. I say above. Previously, we talked about presenter mode in the government side. Um, this is really cool. The fact that there's presenter mode with the standout in PowerPoint Live. Um, yes. So the standout feature allows you to interject your face on your presentation. Really neat feature. I think it's a a power uh, Teams has had it for a little while now, but they're actually saying if you're doing, you know, that was if you were sharing your screen. Now, if you're doing PowerPoint Live, it's also there in the commercial side. Uh, A really nice enhancement. That's that's my whole story.
0: Yeah, it's (laughs) very cool. Um, It's
1: still, I think, I
0: don't know if I've seen it much because, like,
1: it. It's it's a change in how people do things. So where I've seen it, I think it's been really great. Uh, but you're right. Um, it is not something everyone is doing because you have to design your PowerPoint expecting it. And you also have to be comfortable as, as a presenter. So I've seen it more in the education realm. And I don't mean in, in like high schools and colleges, but like yeah. People who run regular webinars or education for businesses, they're doing it because it allows them to showcase themselves, which is their brand, while presenting. It also makes it a little bit more engaging. Um, But, you know, for a sales meeting, I'm not seeing it, right? Right.
0: Yeah, you have to be really, again, those people that are comfortable with showing themselves and showing themselves on video. Because I I know when I do it, a lot of times I'm like, I turn it off because I don't want to see myself talking. So,
1: All right, so that's meetings and webinars, some really good stuff there. Uh, there's some features on the calling side and on devices, uh, but we don't generally talk about those, and, and so we're not going to today. Nothing mind-blowing to me, so we'll just keep yes. going. What's going on in chat and collaboration, Craig?
0: Um, Chat and collaboration. Oh, Visio. So for the regular user, Visio, um, being able to view video Visio files you got um, it. You okay? Which I don't know how many people use Visio files. If you're not, um, you do. I don't use it a lot. I've just never been good at it. I know for like the software engineering type of planning and that kind of stuff. That's exactly where. Um, those guys use it a lot and i wish i was better at it um but now i just use the powerpoint things the yep. shapes and objects and try to do we- that um, but the, the ability to not necessarily have to have a license for it to be able to view and comment on files is is huge for the people that yeah use those.
1: It, it's it's all about the preview you know being able to click just like you can click on word document in microsoft teams now you can click on a visio document it's going to bring up the viewer you can't edit, but you can comment and share and print, which means you can get the baseline things. And now you only have to worry about licensing for the person who's really doing the the heavy, the heavy workload, which right. um I appreciate that Microsoft is lowering the bar to entry to utilize these capabilities. Nothing frustrated me more when as a new project manager at my last job someone sent me an MPP file, a Microsoft project file, and, and I didn't it. have a license for project yet, so I couldn't even view the content, so. Yes,
0: I I, I totally agree with you on that. Um, and um, Ed, what? Oh, Were you going to comment out further on that?
1: No, I was not.
0: <laughs> uh, I was going to move to the next one and kind of Do it. preface it. Much as we hear government um, going, hey, how come I don't get all the features? Occasionally we hear that from the EDU side so two new chat collaboration features that i believe have been out in commercial for a little bit um have come there so the chat supervision where you can actually delete messages from people who puts things in chat is pretty cool so you know that kind of goes you have a class people you don't always know who's going to be attending it could be a student um somebody puts inappropriate comments in it and you can't you didn't used to have a way to do that Um, yep so yep. now you can now you can get rid of those inappropriate comments or things that make no sense or, or those kind of things. And the other one is the suggested reply, which I don't know, is a huge deal. But I do find it sometimes when you're quick, it will suggest three three replies based on what somebody says. And usually there are things like I will get right on that. Sounds good to me or uh, I can't take care of that right now. Something like that. So.
1: Yeah, I actually just used uh, thank you yesterday. Yeah. Uh, It was a little more excited than I expected. There's an exclamation point, but I sent it anyway. Um, (laughs) What I thought was interesting about the suggested replies and chats for EDU is it's not enabled for students. It's only enabled for admins and teachers. Yes. Um, Which, actually, I appreciate that uh, because nothing irks me more than the idea of a lazy student being annoying to teachers. So, anyway. I did find it interesting because I – felt when i used it the other
0: day um i felt like i just clicked on it and i'm like well that's kind of lazy so i even if it says thank you right there i usually type thank you and <laughs> put a little smiling face
1: on it that's fair that's, that's fair true. all right so um on the management side i was all set to skip straight through management um and 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 craig pointed out there's three features of specific interest uh, uh, so Craig, since these were your interests, why don't you take the lead? So
0: the first one we're gonna talk about is exporting teams list to from the admin center. So there, if you've been in the admin center and you wanna look at your list of teams, there's a list of teams and you have to kind of scroll through it to see what your teams are doing, right? But there never was a good way to get that out or filter it unless I wanted to run a PowerShell script. So now they've added the ability to just click on a button and download those list of teams in a CSV so that you could actually do something with that list, you know, which isn't bad if your list of teams is like 10 or 15 people, right? To be able to just use the UI for that. But some of my clients have hundreds of thousands of teams and the UI is not not fun for that. So
1: yeah, so it's quaint. It's a it's a it's first of all, this should have been in the in the tool since If not the beginning, the the second day, right? Um, This is something that avpoint has been doing for years, uh, not just with Teams, but with Teams and groups and SharePoint site collections and Yammer communities because enterprises need to know, they need to be able to inventory this stuff. In fact, we have one customer where their requirement is, I need to know not just all of the Teams, groups, site collections, et cetera, but which department or division do they belong to? Because I'm going to do a chargeback. Uh, this particular customer, they have over 300 organizations in their tenant and they do a chargeback on quota. So they need to see in this department what teams and SharePoint site collections exist and how much of their quota are they using so I can up their bill next month when they go over. Um, so this is, it's a nice start, but yeah, it's so. It's almost too little too late. Like, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, anybody who really needed to do that created a PowerShell script to do it anyways, if they didn't have a third-party tool.
1: If they didn't have point that's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just saying. No, um, sometimes it seems like the, that some of the development... That gets created. They don't envision a customer that has millions of, or not millions, but you know, hundreds or thousands of of, of specific things like teams or groups or users or, sure. or that kind of thing. So sure. it's, it's like, oh, you know, if you want to build for scalability, <laughs> we've got to have these kind of things in it. Yep. Um, the other thing that was interesting to me was the ability to buy things so for our users to be able to purchase apps or uh, and then be invoiced right to the admin center or to be able to be invoiced to them so that they can buy a third party app that they might want to use in their in their work and, and just do it without having to go through permissions to do that while it is great and it will allow users to even use the platform even more. I just see a lot of I, it people going, no, we're going to turn that feature off because <laughs> so, um, yep. they don't want to be responsible for
1: it. Yep. Totally agreed. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that works. I, I did. Yeah, I was talking that's to our, um,
0: why I was, I was interested in it because I know that it's just going to be a feature. A lot of customers are going to turn off.
1: Yep.
0: And it's strictly going to be because it's, Jay is going to buy an app that I, and then he's going to ask me how it works.
1: (laughs) And And then I'm going to try and expense it even more. Like, then there's going to be that problem of of 100,000 employees all expensing a $3 a month app that, like, we don't even want in our tenant. So, yes. uh, Listen, listen. I guess there's it. probably already functionality there. <laughs> so. Well, but if you look at the industry, I actually understand where they're coming from. Like, if you look at um, uh, tools like WeChat and what uh, and and what they're doing overseas, it's not so much an American thing, but like they've had capabilities to order pizza and all sorts of things for years and years. And Microsoft Teams is slowly trying to work its way into out of just being an enterprise tool and and expanding into the so from commercial to government to education right. to students to home so i get the vision but i i don't think it's going to be utilized right now i, I just don't think it's a thing for now
0: yeah no but we we definitely want to get there and then um and it's also going to the you know we want to, or microsoft wants Teams to be the platform that you can do everything in, and no real reason to to leave that. And for a user, that's a great experience. I don't have to leave the platform and open this browser window to go here and open this browser window to go there. If I can just do it all from within, or this app to do this, if I can access all of that in one platform, just makes my life easier.
1: Yep. All right, so we don't have much much left. Um, There was uh, one other thing for education. Uh, It's kind of funny that it wasn't, that the other things weren't here like we did for government. not your fault. It's the way it's written in the blog. Yeah. Uh, the data reports after a team's meeting class. So if a teacher use something like a poll, um, you can get in your summary report, the, the list of, uh, the summary of how that, how that was used and shared with the teacher. So again, more, more things to try and make the teacher experience, um, easier. Yes. God knows they need it to be easier. Like just the stuff teachers are dealing with these days, got to make it got to simplify as much as possible not cuz they can't handle the workload but because the workload is so insane um and on the front line uh, I figured we'll end with your your section on power platform but on the front line workers the the thing that interested me the most on the front line workers was the fact that they're enabling walkie-talkie mode on first of all I didn't know zebra mobile devices were a thing So they're enabling walkie-talkie mode on Zebra mobile devices.
0: Do you know those are black and white
1: red all over? (laughs) And second of all, like, I had no idea push-to-talk was still a thing. And I guess it makes sense. Like, if you're in a frontline worker scenario, you probably have walkie-talkies or whatever. So being able to pull this into Teams, okay. Like, not my space, not something I play in, not something I think about. It just really, like, to see push-to-talk in this blog really surprised me.
0: Yeah, no, and I don't really have a whole lot to add to that because I don't do a whole lot with the frontline workers, but I've seen more and more
1: stuff coming out for them. Yep. All right, Craig, take us home. The power platform and custom development—we got some new things in there that that I, I assume will be of interest to to you. Well, we already
0: talked about purchasing the teams app through the team store. So that's that's going in there. That kind of falls into that department again. It's going to be an interesting collision of when IT says we're going to allow it or we're not. Um yep. some some organizations definitely will and some organizations will cut it off at the knees. So to speak. Yep. so before anybody gets to talk to it. Um the other thing is team template updates and maintenance so just some more there's some teams templates that have been coming out like projects or events um that you can spin up a team and choose an event and kind of get a scaffolding of in teams of how you might want to manage those projects or 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 those teams um, so it's so just some more templates and some more features that will enhance those templates and make them better okay and then there was talking about scheduling in Microsoft booking apps, but I
1: have not used the booking app. Have you used that at all? I have utilized someone else's booking app a bunch. So going back to Jeremy Wood, he does something called the Geek Within, and he actually uses the bookings. I think the bookings app or cal- uh-huh. calendarly, what one of those, in order to schedule, uh, in order to allow people to self schedule on his calendar. Really neat feature. Um, uh, I think, uh, Shari Oswald does it also. Uh, so I've seen it utilized. The issue I had when I went to set it up myself was, um, the only place I have a single calendar for everything is on my phone because all of my calendars are imported into my phone through the accounts. And I use a single view to look at them all. I don't actually have them all merged anywhere. And so the bookings app is great if I only use office time, and then I still have to confirm that what's coming through doesn't affect a personal appointment. Um, so I need to look more into the bookings app to see if you can use it for um, shared for 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 multiple calendars, or if you can only use it with your office dot com account. That's yeah, my that's my experience.
0: Cool. Then I think that pretty much wraps up everything that i think was important um craig's like (laughs) i don't care about you may disagree with me
1: (laughs) we've gone too far all right no this was it was a really good month though like i said uh i was really excited to see bringing us right back to the beginning of the conversation how much came out for government how much came out for government across all three clouds versus just the gcc um and the fact that there was a simul- two simultaneous things with uh, release and commercial this month and one thing catching up to last month. Like we're seeing more and more things come at that pace. So I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's it for me, man. Yeah.
0: So next month should be really kind of exciting, more exciting because we didn't mention this at the beginning and I really wanted to. So if you're still here for this, Microsoft Ignite is next week. Yes. <laughs> so that's the big... Uh, conference. If you do a search on MS Ignite, you can find it, you can register, it's free, but there's going to be a lot of, that's um, the conference that Microsoft makes a lot of the announcements for what's coming up, and I know that there's going to be some cool announcements for teams, right. uh, Power Platform, um, the Viva, some Viva announcements will be in there. Something for for Ignite, um, not Ignite Insights, and some more management capabilities on, on what managers can actually see and do will be announced there. Not necessarily that everything will be released on that date, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Viva stuff that will be dropping in November yeah. that they've been waiting for Ignite to drop it. So, um, but the announcements of what we're working on and what's going to be coming out throughout the Course of the next fiscal year, I believe.
1: So, if you are a commercial um, commercial user and you want to see what's coming out from Ignite, uh, check out Matt Wade's the ref, Matt Wade and Sean Bugler's the refresh the MS Refresh Show because they will probably talk about it. Uh, or come back here next month to the November release, and we'll probably talk about uh, some of those things in the uh, in the this month in Teams review. Um, but also, if you're a government user, check out the, I'll put a link in the, in the blog in the YouTube description, check out the M365 government community call that I run every month. This month, uh, the, the November episode on the 9th, we're doing a special on Ignite and recognizing that there aren't generally a lot of government-focused announcements. We're actually going to do a special where we talk about how do you find out what's coming for government. Um so we're doing a, we're gonna review all of the community resources how do how do utilize the roadmap, how do you talk to your NDA resources like your customer engineers or your account managers, etc um, and so I'm really excited about that episode. Why are you yeah, that sounds like an that? awesome sounds like
0: an awesome episode. what I thought you were going to say is realizing that they're not going to be much. that should be about a 10 or
1: 15 minute call <laughs> not where I was going with it, but Touche, sir Touche. I was like, Craig's laughing at this. This is a really good concept. <laughs>
0: it is. It's awesome. And it just, I was waiting for you to say we're going to talk about the. T- there's not a lot of announcements that come out, you know, typically. So we're going to talk about that in about five to fifteen minutes. There might be two bullet points on the slide for lucky three. <laughs> <laughs> that whole conversation was going in my head so
1: oh lord all right well this has been october's this month in teams on the this month this week in teams uh video podcast we know you liked this episode of this week in Teams because you're still listening So if you want to hear more like this, make sure you click the subscribe button, notifications, and go to onthespot.tech for more from This Week in Teams and our sibling podcast.